Uh, we recently had an interesting kind of lookalike repetition of January 6th in oh, Brazil, yeah. <laughs> uh, literally a couple of days ago. Uh, where, the tragedy, uh, the Bolson- tragedy part. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> where Bolsonaro supporters, QAnon freaks, and what I like to call in general the Karen far right uh, did a copy-paste uh, coup <laughs> attempt God. over in uh, Rio de Janeiro. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, in but, Brasilia. Uh, in, in Brasilia, okay, yeah. thank mm-hmm. you. But at least as compared to the Yanks, they had a set plan, at least they said they did, which was for people who don't know, wait for the army to arrive and then have them switch sides and support the protesters against the leftist government while, you know, their boss eats fried chicken over in Florida. <laughs> He's in a hospital again, by the way. He's fucking impressive. <laughs> uh, but now, nah, please, Diego, tell us how like uh, you, yeah, yeah. you saw those unfolding events in front of your eyes. This is, this is it's, it's super strange, man. I, 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 I took a deep dive into that uh, shithole, to be honest with you and um it, it's a pity because i have a lot of very close family members that got devoured by this uh, narrative mm-hmm. and this ideology and it's sad because as uh, as it was shown in recent studies most of the people that are the most fervent supporters of this uh, reactionary ideology uh, currently taking hold of brazil are over 40 and mostly men so it, it makes sense. I think it's congruent with what we're seeing in other places of the world. But in Brazil, as in, and, and I will invite you, the listeners and you guys to take a look at the videos, it's mostly like elderly people, retired people, people with nothing to do. You know, the traditional reactionary, right? But, but the yeah. thing is that, and I was telling this to, to, Hugo, to Hugo, they're not ready to engage in social media conversation. They were not ready for fake news. They were not ready for WhatsApp viral videos. They were not ready for, you know, TikTok and Instagram. Instagram, political influencers sponsored by ideological think tanks. They were not ready for that. I think they, if we, if we reframe a little bit back to, again, and I love this book, uh, Society of Spectacle from Baudrillard, but even, you know, Manufacturing Consent from Chomsky and uh, Marshall McLuhan, you know, the medium is the message of another medium and how we relate to, to, to media content. I think Brazil was simply overtaken by something that they were not ready for. They were absolutely not ready for. The other thing is that Brazil is very famous for the export of pop operas. You know, like novelas. Mm-hmm. You know, Brazilian. Oh, I, I I grew up on that shit. I you literally see? grew up on that. Shit. <laughs> can, can you Ana imagine? Maria de la Salute. Exactly. Yeah. Tieta yeah. And, and can you imagine like growing up? adhering and understanding the world via this meta-narrative structure (laughs) where you have a simplified version of good guys, bad guys, individualism, meritocracy, like everything is baked in. You know, like all the shitty, Mm. stupid, uh, hegemonic, naturalized, uh, ontological perspectives of how the world works is baked into the the soap opera, right? And soap opera became the the non-agreed-upon language of how history works from a Brazilian point of view. So suddenly, these guys retired, mostly with nothing to do with their lives. They're involved into an actual war. And they call it a spiritual war. It's a war for the, for the sake of our children. It's a, it's a war between good and evil. It's simplified to the point of ridiculousness. So it's very easy to adhere. And if you want, you can build yourself an echo chamber that is strong enough and hard enough mm-hmm. and, and, and congruent enough to simply justify whatever reason you take and to overthrow whatever argument is presented at you. So I, I, I'm just setting up the, the scenario because this is not an isolated event. And of course, this is not going away anytime soon. This is, this is probably the most important takeaway from this, which I think is also relevant to the U.S. I think to mm-hmm. begin with, as, as a political analysis, the um, 
reactionary politics on the right that we are seeing in Europe, in, in Latin America, in, uh, even in some places in Asia and in, in the US as well, it's a consequence of the lack of inability of the left to present a proper political project. This is the first thing. Mm. And of course, we have been, yeah. we have been governed in, in Latin America and other countries around the world from these, you know, wh what we call them um, from my school of thought is that they are undefined left. I, I was telling Hugo that um, we, we have pretty much defined seven types of lefts historically. And what we have now is this sixth version that is the undefined left. So undefined because they, they adhere to left values in a very populist but superficial way. So they have the speech, mm. they, uh, they are woke, they, they seem to care about, you know, very ambiguous values, like equality, which means fucking nothing. They are humanists, yeah. which they are humanists, which has nothing to do with Marxism. And, and you know, they're crypto moralists which is fucking insane. It, it, they're postmodern. Post it's, it's ridiculous. They still believe in the human being, which is redundant and over, over like we have gone over that notion. They are modern in, in their philosophical and ontological notion of the world, but they, they present nothing in terms of uh, progressing the agenda of the proletariat, which is the most fundamental aspect of any leftist movement. That fundamental aspect they don't have. 